Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, JJ Bunny continues our stretch series and talks about how God uses trials to grow our faith. We look at James 1 verses 2 through 4 and opening our hands, letting go to seek God's will over our own, even in hard times. JJ encouraged us to look for God in the hard places and what he's doing there and ask him to grow us in those hard times. We hope you enjoy this message. How are y'all doing this morning? Good, good. More awake than first service for sure, no doubt. Um, So if you don't know me, I'm JJ. Um, I'm an intern here and hi, (laughs) I'm an intern here and I love it and I am so excited to be able to share the word with y'all this morning. So how many of y'all love fall? Raise your hand. Fall is the best season, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's no debate. Fall is the best season. Um, winter, winter is pretty good. You got Christmas, you got all the good holidays. Um, fall's a ton of fun though. I wish it would cool off a little bit though. Cause it was, it was like 85 degrees yesterday and I was like, I'm not having this. <laughs> it was, it was pretty hot, but fall's really fun. It's really cool outside. You can, talking about this last night, you can like go on a bike ride. It's really nice. You can go rake up the leaves and jump in a pile. Um, it's tons of fun. Halloween's coming up. How many of y'all have Halloween costumes already? Already. Okay, that's a better number than first service. First service, like three people raised their hand, and I was like, y'all need to get on that because we have tailgate twist (laughs) and Halloween's in a week. So y'all, so who wants to share their Halloween costume? Anybody? Connor? A worm? Ferb. Oh, Phine- wow. That's a, that's a good costume. Phineas and Ferb. He said Ferb for anybody wondering. Um, yeah, you're right here. Black Morph Sue. Okay. <laughs> Those are pretty popular. Yeah. What's up, James? Kylo Ren. Wow. That's, that's a good costume. Yep. Right here. Princess Peach. Yes. We're getting so many good costumes. I like these costumes. Anybody over here? Anybody got a costume? Parker. What'd you say? Sam Gamgee? Oh, sure. Yeah, dude, that's Sam Gamgee. Yeah, man. I love him. This is my favorite character. Um, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Scarecrow? Neck down is black. That's a cool costume. Lots of fun costumes. So we all have these costumes. We like dressing up. Halloween's a fun time of year. Um, Halloween, you get to do a lot of fun stuff, right? You get to, you go out and trick-or-treat, come up with your bucket, trick-or-treat, and get free candy. Like, best concept ever invented, in my opinion. Um, you can, you get up there, you trick-or-treat, you dress up, it's a lot of fun. But one of my favorite things to do at Halloween um, is something that's always confused me. It's a corn maze. I love corn mazes. They're so fun. I actually got to go with my high school small group last night. It was tons of fun. We went last night. Yeah, a few of my, boy, few of my boys are in here right now. Um, we, we went with our high school small group last night, and it was tons of fun. We got to, but we got to get at, like, go in and get out. There was, like, a spooky one, so they were running around with, like, chainsaws. It was crazy. It was crazy. But corn mazes have always confused me, though. Like, whoever, like was riding their tractor, like about to mow down the field. And they're like, you know what? I'm not mowing this whole thing. I'm going to save myself some time. 
I'm going to make this path. People can try to find their way out. Then I don't have to mow as much. Like, what? Like, who is just like, I'm going to cut a maze out of corn. Like, corn of all things. Just, that's so weird. And it's funny because we go to them every year. We constantly go and we're like, oh, yeah, dude, this is so fun. I'm going to walk in here. I'm going to walk in this corn maze. Okay, now I'm in here. I'm going to spend an hour finding my way out. Yeah, that sounds like a fun thing to do. No. What? Who came up with this, right? Like, (laughs) I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get myself lost. Like, no. We use a GPS when we're driving down the road. Like, we don't like getting lost. So why do we, why do we do, why do we do this though? Like, why do we walk into a corn maze and we're like, oh, this is fun. Well, we like corn mazes because we walk in and we got to figure out where we are and then we got to find our way out. And then dude, when we walk out on the other side where, yeah, I just did that. I found my way out of that corn maze when I didn't know where I was going. Like this is a weird concept, right? And then you walk out and you see that map at like the other end of the corn maze. You're like, oh yeah, I went here. And then, oh yeah, that's, that's that path that I had to take all the way around. And I couldn't find that place forever. That, was, that took a while. But you got to see where you went. But what if you looked at that map before you went in there? Took a picture of it, walked in. That'd be lame, right? would be like, this is boring. I'm going to walk. That's a walking path. That's not a maze. At that point, you know exactly where you're going. That's not fun, right? We like the feeling of finding out where we're trying to go. But we only like that feeling when we put ourselves there. When we go in a corn maze, it's under our control. I'm going to walk in this corn maze. I did it. I'm going to walk in this corn maze, and I'm going to find my way out. I'm in control the entire time. But what if you get put in the middle of that corn maze without your consent? I bet you wouldn't like that too much, right? Like, I didn't want to feel lost right now. And I'm not talking about like some physical corn maze. I'm not talking about some dude's going to pick, kidnap you into a helicopter and put you in the middle of a corn maze and be like, find your way out. Like, that's not, that's not going to happen, right? But... What if you find yourself in the middle of this spiritual corn maze and you're walking around You're walking around in that tension and everywhere you look in your life, you're going, dude, I don't know where to turn. That part of my life, I have no clue how to navigate that, so I'm going to leave that over there. That part of my life, dude, that's one of those things that I can't even control, so I'm just going to leave it over there. And you look around and everywhere in your life, everywhere you go, you just feel like you're lost. What do we do when we find ourselves in those spiritual corn mazes? in those emotional corn mazes. That's what I'm asking. Because we don't seem to like it too much. But what should we do when we find ourselves in a place where we feel lost and we feel empty? If y'all will turn in your Bibles to James 1, 2 through 4, um, he has a few answers for us on this kind of thing. Um, James, stop. Uh, No, not you. Are you Jesus' brother? No? (laughs) James. So if you don't know anything about this, um, about James, James was the brother of Jesus. And he's writing this book to the apostles as they're going out and doing ministry. And this this is after Jesus has left the earth 
Um, they are now doing ministry on their own. So he's trying to give them some answers on this. So I'm going to read this for us. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. This is some pretty crazy stuff, right? This is definitely not stuff we do every day. And it's pretty radical that James is saying all this. So I'm going I'm to read it again. I'm going to read this first verse again. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Trials. Trials aren't always the most fun thing to go through. Let me get this straight, James. You're saying that in those areas of my life where I feel completely lost and I feel like I can't win, and in those areas where I don't feel like I'm being helped at all and I... I don't know where to turn. You're saying I should count that all joy? For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So let me get this straight. And then you're gonna tell me that these places that hurt, the places I've probably experienced the most pain in my life, those are where I'm growing. That's going to make me perfect? Because right now it definitely doesn't feel perfect. James, I don't think you understand. Like when I go home, like my, I got home issues. Like my parents are always fighting. And then we got, we got vitamin management problems. James, I don't think you understand. Over here, like my family lives in California and they just got hit by a bunch of wildfires. Like, James, I don't think you understand, like, my family, I have a lot of family down in Florida and Louisiana, and they just got, they just got really, hit really hard by a hurricane. Like, James, I don't think you understand. I can't be joyful in those moments. Like, how am I supposed to be joyful when all of these places that I turn have so much pain? But guys, the beauty of this passage is that those are exactly the kind of trials that James is talking about. Not that God is bringing that pain. Not that God is bringing sinful natured stuff, but what Satan is bringing to the table, God is turning into something that's gonna grow you. And that might seem crazy and that might seem absolutely radical to think that the places that where we experience the most pain are where God's growing us, but it's true. That's exactly what James is saying here. We're not walking alone in anything we do. Jesus is right there with us the whole time. But JJ, how do I do that? How do, how do I let go and how do I give something to God that's so hard and so painful? Like, how do I just do that? How do I let go and let God take control of it and have his will be done in my life so that I grow through it. Well, it's not easy. It's certainly, it's certainly not easy. But instead of running from those problems, instead of being complacent and just not approaching them, what you got to do is that control that you thought you had when you're in that place of lostness, 
you got to let go of it. I think 2020 is the perfect example. No matter how many times we think we had it going in 2020, no matter how many times we turned around and said, oh, it's getting better. It was, there was always something, right? In January, February, we started out with some like big names, like a lot, like multiple celebrities and like people that were like big names dying, like lots of deaths in the country. Then we roll around to March. Oh, pandemic. What is that? We ain't had a pandemic since the Spanish flu. It was in 1918. We ain't seen anything like that, right? We're walking around. Oh, school's closed now. Hmm. I'm doing online. That's weird. Oh, church is online too? Wow, that's, that's not normal. Oh, I can't even go out to restaurants? That's so weird. Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be locked in my house for two weeks? Huh. That's not normal. Keep rocking through, and we walk through this pandemic, and it starts to look like it's getting a little bit better. Tornadoes roll through. Earthquakes roll through. Hurricanes roll through. Wildfires roll through. We just got done with wildfires. Amazon rainforest almost burned down back in April. A ton of it was burning down. This is stuff we've never seen before. I don't think there's ever been a year, especially not in any of our lifetimes, that has had so much uncertainty and chaos thrown into our normal. There, I don't think there's ever been more disruption to our normal way of doing things than right now. But I think God has done incredible things this year. I think no matter how many times it looked like we were down and we were out, we weren't. No matter how many times political issues and COVID-19 and all of this was roaring up, we were, God was right there the whole way. And I don't think I've ever seen in this country more reliance on God in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever seen more explosions of church attendance. Right when the pandemic hit, immediately, immediately, online churches skyrocketed. There was a church in New York that went from three, like, like normal attendance of like 200 people to like 28,000 online, like on live streams. That's crazy. That's crazy. Just immediate uproar of attendance, immediate reliance on God because people don't know where to turn, right? And we're right there with them. We don't know what to do. But as we're rolling around to the end of the year, it's October. Thanksgiving's going to be here soon. Christmas will be here before you know, and then we're in 2021. And that's crazy, right? This year has felt like that. But it's over. It's, it's getting to the end of it. And I think if we look back and ever, at New Year's when everybody is going, oh, 2020 was the worst. Oh, I hated 2020. I think we can look back at 2020 and go, man, I don't think we've ever seen more obvious and more numerous in our lifetime examples of God's faithfulness in our world. Oh, COVID-19, 
yeah, God was, God was bringing a church revival out of that. All these natural disasters, yeah, God was bringing community and bringing service to those people who needed it. God has never left us alone in this. And so as we walk through our lives, we have to do that same kind of thing. We can't let ourselves be complacent in those mazes. We have to, we have to look for God in those. Because if we're not, we're not gonna grow. We're never gonna grow. Because God uses trials to stretch our faith. And if we're not seeking God, and looking for how he can grow us and just letting go, it's not gonna happen. So as we walk through, let our, pr- let our prayer be that God posture our hearts to seek his will instead of our own. Seek what he wants to be doing and how he wants to be growing us, even in the midst of those places where it feels like we're at an all-time low. And that's, that's when growth comes. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for everybody in this room. Thank you for bringing us here today. Um, and thank you for your continue, continued examples of your faithfulness. Just over and over again, how we see you're walking with us through. Even when it feels like we're all alone, you're, we're not. You're right there. I pray that you... Just posture all our hearts to seek your growth and uh, seek your will in the midst of trials and tests and that we know that you are sovereign over those. In your name we pray, amen.